0: Welcome to the A Dub Club, a podcast about sci fi, fantasy, technology, pop culture, the internet, and general nerdery. There are three things that are important to know. One, we occasionally use swear words, but try to stay in the range of PG 13, or at least the kind of R the cool parents are fine with. Two, we may talk spoilers. In this particular episode, we discuss Bo Burnham's inside, so be warned. And finally, three, most importantly Bo Burnham apparently directed a recent Chris Rock comedy special, which is nuts and pretty cool, I think. With that out of the way, welcome to the clubhouse. We have snacks. Welcome to the 8-Up Club. I'm Andrew Whipple. I'm Alex Wade. And, and, here we are on a lovely summer day, uh, Inside. Ha,
1: ha, we're recording Inside. Puns on, puns on, puns, because that is what we're going to be reviewing today, Will Burnham's relatively new special, Inside. Indeed, indeed. Before we talk about that, how are you doing, Alex Wade? I'm doing good. Summertime is a beautiful thing. And life has started back up again, although in theory there's a COVID spike going on right now that might make everything shut down again, but I'm going to be blissfully ignorant to that for a bit longer.
0: There you go, man. There you go, man. See, they just don't want us to stop doing pandemic specials. They just just can't handle it. They can't handle it. Uh, Yeah, things are going well. Things are going well here in in Chicago, though it's getting very hot and humid, which I guess is not surprising because... That's what happens in the summer. My air conditioner is on 24-7. Yeah, yeah. Um, But a lot of talking about what is inside (laughs) our apartments. Uh, What if we switch to talking about this week's question, which is, hey, Alex Wade, what did you think about Bo Burnham's Inside?
1: I loved it. I've seen it four times now, once in theaters during its special release during the weekend. And then I also went and rewatched his past two specials. Ooh, nice, nice. I like it a lot.
0: Uh, I watched it. I watched it twice. Um, I saw it first when it first came out, and then rewatched it again this week, not in theaters. Um, and then I did rewatch, also rewatched his specials um,
1: this week. Which yeah. I think this is the first time that I have been. Uh, I'm not going to say more prepared, but more, yeah, versed. I guess maybe more. Uh, usually, you're the one who does a lot more work, and know. Right you know, rewatches episodes or stuff like that.
0: I know I'm failing at my, my job is as connoisseur of context, uh, yeah. on the show. It's it's a fun little role reversal. So let's start with you. What do you love about Bo Burnham's inside? Yeah.
1: Um, I would say uh, there, there are so many things about this that hit me in very deep ways that felt very personal of, uh, him being alone in his apartment and like inside, I feel like this special very much encapsulated encapsulated what it meant to be in a pandemic. There's just a sense of having this entire thing be entirely encased and encompassed in one room done by one person, written, directed, produced, singing, starring, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, feels very pandemic. Because it was, you know? Yeah. Um also I don't know how many spoilers. Do we want a spoiler free version?
0: Oh um hmm, that's a good point. I mean, okay, overall chief summarizer in chief, Bo Burnham's Inside. It is a special that is on Netflix that you can go watch where Bo Burnham, notable, originally YouTube comedian turned comedian, comedian, um, and filmmaker decided to make, start making a special in the middle of the pandemic in his guest house um, that he was going to do all by himself because, you know, there's a pandemic going on. Probably not the greatest idea to work too closely with too many other people. Um, And then it uh, progressed from there into a, uh, Uh, not a spoiler to say interesting meditation on the pandemic and depression and creation and the internet and stuff that gets uh not a i guess not a surprise if you're into bo burnham it fucking goes places um and and yeah i mean spoiler free unabashedly i would recommend everyone watch it and again i like it a lot um i think i my guess is i probably like it a little less than you do but like on unabashed
1: recommendation you should at least watch it
0: not least because it's pretty different than any other
1: stuff that i've seen in a while like i like this to the point where i think that this is going to be a touchstone in my life kind of thing like whoa hell yeah that rules that rules yeah. like you know it's it's a bit early obviously uh yeah. to to see how i feel about it but yeah so i guess this is still spoiler free part of this right so i don't really know i don't really know how to talk about with that being spoiler free
0: yeah that's fine that's fine spoilers Watch yeah, it.
1: It's not it's also like 90 whatever. minutes. Whatever. Just go yeah, watch it. Well, go watch it. Like this means spoiler spoilerific. Uh uh so th- there's a whole lot of the show that is um first off, just fucking fantastically well done and well made, well produced, well written, well performed. Like as an artist, I think this this is one of the reasons why it's gonna be a touchstone of my life, is because of the amount of work and effort that he put into the show and what came out of it is a really inspiring thing for me. Either inspiring or uh, full of jealousy or saddening because I'm not posing hard enough. One of the three, right? Depending on how you look at it. Yeah, um, I'd throw in intimidating to that one as well. Yes, intimidating. <laughs> absolutely. It is, It is. I I start to think about like, okay, if I saw Bo Werner on the street, what would I say to him? I'd be like, you inspire. I think I would, I would say you inspire and intimidate me. Thank you. and Like that's hmm. it and I would walk away or something, right? There um, you go, there you go. So I don't Um, want to pester people, but...
0: uh. True, it's it's the worst. Um, Yeah, I mean, to continue on with your thought, but uh, to put a point on it, like, that is my biggest thing about this, is that I think it is an astounding technical and technical achievement, both in terms of, like, the technical, in scare quotes, aspects of filmmaking, of, like, lighting and camera placement and editing and, and music production and stuff like that, but also technical in the sense of, like, the way that the script is constructed, the way that the songs flow into each other, the way that the perform I mean, it's a very technical performance, I would also say, yeah, um, which is not a surprise for Bo Burnham. I think that's very much his um, approach to comedy, especially, but um, really, really
1: on display in this in a uh, really, really great way. This is a fantastic concept that he talks about. So I watched a lot of TikTok and after I watched Bo Burnham's Inside, half my TikTok was either Bo Burnham's like past comedy specials current comedy special people copying him or him in interviews. Um, And he talks a lot about the content of inside throughout his interviews. And one of them that I really loved was the concept of everything is a performance and like everything is both genuine and fake at the same time. And like people are having very real emotions that are simultaneously performative, which I felt so strongly in the special, like he's talking about his depression He's talking about how he's working on this thing and he's never going to perfect it and he just wants to work on it forever and he's sad that he's been working on this for six months now, so uh, he's more depressed, which felt very real while also at the same time felt very performative for the audience. And yeah, I, as an actor, specifically as an actor, I had also recently watched a TikTok by Shia LaBeouf, an interview with, between him and Kristen Stewart talking about acting. And he's like, the most intimate moments I've ever had and will ever have have been on stage and have been performing. And he said, like, that sounds like a sad thing to say, but it's not. And like, I totally get that. And with Inside, these were very intimate moments that he was having with the camera that were also for the sake of a performance. And that was beautiful. Yeah.
0: First, the idea of Bo uh, having everything as a performance and everything is both simultaneously fake and real, like, oh, that's the skeleton key of, like, that's his entire thesis for everything he yes! has done for the last decade and a half. Uh, that makes so much sense yeah. in the world uh, that 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 he would say that, and that he would be self-aware enough to know that that's the intentional project of his it's... Uh, oeuvre, for lack of a better word. Wow. Keep, keep talking. I don't interrupt you. Um, but, uh, and I think that's really cool. And I think, like, one, it is cool that to have an artist, especially an artist who plays in the world of comedy, that has such a specific point of view and a specific point of view that he plays to, like, the approach. I, I feel like that is present because uh, I rewatched some of the other specials uh, yeah, this week. that's present in everything that he does, but in different ways and in ways that like the way he tackles the idea of everything as a performance is definitely different in inside than it is in what, um, which is different from yeah. make Happy, et cetera, et cetera.
1: He's, he's evolved with it. And like, it, yeah. it's, it's gotten to the point now where it feels almost seamless between the two um, versus in the past. There have been times when he makes a joke where he accidentally pushes a water bottle off of, Uh, A a table Or a chair or something And it's like oh sorry about that And then the music starts to play being like He meant to hit the water bottle off the chair Yeah 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 He meant to hit the bottle off Nothing is real art is a lie And that's a very different take uh, Versus like what this is Which it does still feel uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it.
0: Like that's, it that's feel, how it, much. It, yeah. yeah. It feels like it's definitely a lot less confrontational than, yes. um, than the earlier stuff. Um, how much of that is that there yes. isn't an audience to be explicitly confrontational to versus knowing that the audience is someone who's going to watch this on camera later. That's maybe. perfect
1: because there's specifically one one song he has where it's uh, uh, Are You Going to Hold Me Accountable? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, an 80s workout music video. That he portrays himself as Jesus in this and as he's like trying to work on himself and be better and trying to expose himself to the audience to be like, oh, I can do better. I need to do better. And it's in the form of a music video of him like working out and glistening sweat and like it's very much a take on him truly grasping with, you know, the reality a little bit of like the shitty things he's done. While also simultaneously acknowledging that him doing it in this way is still performative and kind of shitty to do it like as a uh, glorification of himself. Like, mm. look at how good I'm trying to be off of my past. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ooh, interesting. I would also add that I think it's definitely less confrontational in, in both in that there isn't an audience too explicitly say fuck you to and to ride off their reactions including reactions that like he has clearly planned um again watching what of the they where it's like the in repeat stuff and he does the nazi salute in it because he knows that they're gonna what reaction they're gonna have during the stuff anyway um so less confrontational i also get the sense though to that original quote that you were talking about of everything is real everything is fake the early work I think understandably, both him being younger and him like playing in the version of comedy that he was playing with a decade ago is very, very tilted towards the, what I need to do to bring some corrective to the way we're thinking about art and comedy right now is to really hammer home the everything is fake, everything is fake, everything you think is real is actually a performance. Whereas Inside, I think, does a lot more of still reminding you of that but also seems to be more willing to embrace the idea that just cuz it's fake doesn't mean it's not valuable
1: or yes, real. Yes, exactly. That's it's, it he has somehow in this respect gotten less jaded. Yeah, like, yeah, totally, totally. As he grows older he's gotten less jaded about this, which is usually the opposite cuz I feel like he started off his career very very disillusioned and like now he's at a point where he's like starting to understand that like yeah, like all the opinions he had before, for the most part, aren't necessarily bad or wrong, but uh, that doesn't, uh, the conclusions he came from them aren't necessarily where, like, everything is fake doesn't mean everything is bad, right? Exactly. And, like, exactly. and that, that felt like the conclusion he came to before, and he is, you know, bouncing off of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, as an example, the... Open question, and I don't even necessarily know to you how valuable a discussion it is, but like open question to what degree some of the moments of like him crying and throwing down a light fixture or things like that of like, yeah. how much is that staged? How much is that he happened to capture a real moment? Was the him turning well, 30 song yeah. actually filmed when he was turning 30? Or was it a thing that he wrote out and then got a clock so that it Matt, like yeah. all that kind of stuff? Um, I And does it the, matter? exactly it, it's the it doesn't it doesn't matter and also i cannot imagine a version of 2013 era Bo burnham including a moment like the camera thing like knocking the camera over without then having a comment on it later um, yeah. he he would uh, like playing off the idea that oh i'm including this whether it's real or whether it's fictional moment uh, he would call out the fact that there's a manipulation there or whatever. And yeah. he doesn't do that in this. At the same time, I wonder how much, maybe it's just my brain being broken. Like he has trained a generation of people that love him to, I'm sure that there's a lot of people who grew up watching Bo Burnham stuff who sees those moments and does react with some initial skepticism or at least fair. some questioning of it, which I think yeah. is fair given the the context of the rest of his stuff. So it's I mean it's yeah. definitely a much more interesting and complicated
1: interaction with artifice as yeah. a concept. that specific interaction you're talking about about the camera falling down well i've seen a tiktok of that directly juxtaposed over the water bottle scene mm-hmm,
0: like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah i had water in my mouth when i said that so i don't know if that's going to sound good or not but whatever. sure um, uh, yeah totally
1: yeah and and the first time i watched this i was like half half and half is he okay like is Bo Burnham depressed and sad? And is he gonna kill himself? And like, watching a couple more times, I'm like, no, like, this is art. And this is not a good necessarily deep delve into his mind and what it's like to be Bo Burnham.
0: It does feel like something, though, that, uh, to your point, it is definitely constructed artwork meant to make a point, both because I I think it does that, and also Bo has absolutely earned the benefit of the doubt for us to assume that everything is intentional, even if it's yeah. intentionally including something that was organically happening. That, even though it is a constructed piece of art, it does feel incredibly inspired by actual experiences of depression. Of like, he, yes. I, I feel like there is no world in which I could say. Yeah, Bobo Runner probably is and has suffered from depression, and he's doing a good job of taking those experiences and both yeah. talking about them and also like creating the filmed experience of them in the way that he makes the
1: movie. Yes. I think specifically what I'm bouncing off my initial reaction of is there's a, a less, less judgment I can levy against him and his suicidal possible tendencies or not from watching this special than oh, my yeah. first my first watch through it was very much like i don't know if he's okay yeah um but also like it's art like this is what artists do. And, and he is definitely deliberately playing with
0: that uh, yeah. as, as a, a, a thread throughout it, both in terms of literally saying, I'll kill myself when I turn 40. Um, but also in terms of like, uh, again, I think he's, oh, he earned, thumb, yeah. he's earned the benefit of the doubt of assuming that if we're getting the experience on the first watch of being potentially worried for his actual mental health and safety, that he I feel like job. it's it's more likely that he is doing that because that was a thing that he wanted Uh, at least some of the audience to experience then it's a thing that was a miscalculation or um, an unintentional seeping through of um,
1: that was my ideation my first watch through of this was so much more visceral and like I felt the things and I felt the real like there's there's art that does that sometimes where it's like less you're observing how amazing it is as a piece of art and you're more just like feeling everything from it you know
0: yeah Um, would and you that, say would you say that you liked that experience more or less than subsequent re- rewatches that might have been more analytical
1: oh that's a hard question i would say yeah i'd say like that that experience more i think that's that is a more genuine real i think that's what good art does when it, it gets to that level that it gets beyond your brain that's when it qualifies for me as like subliminal art i mean that's isn't that the definition of like sublime right mm. you know okay Um, hell yeah hell yeah (laughs) i'll admit the reason why i asked it is i definitely liked it better the second
0: time um more so than i did the first i do think a lot of that was one watching some more stuff in context two, it just being a thing that rewards repeat viewings um but also i did bounce off of it more or it felt less coherent the first time i was watching through and i don't No, I think it clicked a lot more on the second viewing on realizing that the first half is essentially, uh, and this is not a unique observation, I read it somewhere, but that the first half is, okay, I'm going to make a normal Bo Burnham special, but inside and by myself, and then he turns 30, and then it becomes something else, Um, and it was the the interaction between those two, especially, candidly, my bouncing off of the first half, mostly, um, that uh, I think gelled a whole lot more on rewatch than the first time when I was sort of like, all right, yes, white woman on Instagram is fun, but also why is it in this movie? Made more sense than the second time through.
1: Interesting. Okay. I can see that. I can see that a lot. Yeah. I mean, the the there are definitely a couple of things for me that were like, this is a pleasant music video to watch or something, or like, this is a very talented thing. I would say, yeah, the reason why I liked it a lot more the first time, or I, not, I liked it a lot more. That's I would say that's the wrong word. Uh, why I felt it a lot more Mm. is because of first off the second half of like you were saying, and then also me as an actor and as a like artist creating things of just the awe that was inspired by so much of watching it and like him doing it alone in, in this point in my life right now hit me very hard of like, I I am trying to be an actor on Broadway or on film. And I, pre-pandemic, I had like, I was like kind of skating by and like, I actually just listened to one of our podcasts recently and I was saying how I was like pushing like 70 to 80% before the pandemic. And like, now I'm pushing a lot harder. I'm doing stuff. I'm directing a show right now that just opened yesterday or Friday, two days ago, whatever. And I can feel what he's done with this piece and like how much of his blood sweat and tears he put into it and the sadness he feels throughout it of creating it of like the amount of work you put into something and how sad you are when you're working on it. And you're just like, but you have to keep going because you can't not go that combined with just how good the quality of the production was really hit me in that direction. Then also the, the concept of being so fucking alone the entire time and like during the pandemic. And I just listened to our pandemic episode like this week, our most recent one where I had talked about me being in my apartment and all the emotions that I was going through. And that really hit in confluence with talking about and watching inside again. Like,
0: hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I'm also realizing uh, the other thing on my first watch in, like, randomly, like, two or weeks or so, I think it was because, like, there was a bunch of Bo Burnham stuff that was blowing up on TikTok and a lot of people were talking about it or something like that. I had the thought, I feel like just a couple of weeks before he inside, maybe I'm also like conflating two different times because it makes the narrative better. Um, but uh, I feel like I had the thought of, you know, I wonder if I've outgrown Bo Burnham, if this is someone who I loved when I was younger and just <sighs> yeah. is not looking as much for me and that was definitely some of the context that I was I feel like I was taking into inside and your Aww. point around the around thinking of it as art and as a thing that is being created and stuff like that weirdly i think ended up um pushing me more on the first watch into the mode of i really like this but i think i might respect it more than i like it um, it, yeah. And because I think I was thinking of it more as this is a very towering creative and technical achievement by a person that maybe I just don't click with as much as I did ten years ago. Uh, on on rewatching and on watching other con- other his content stuff, um, I think I'm weirdly sort of in. in a more place on both sides of i do kind of feel more so now that like yeah watching that older stuff i do think i've kind of outgrown a lot of it especially some of the earlier earlier stuff oh yeah at the same time i do feel um i have less baggage around inside even if still end of the day it's a like four out of five for me not a five out of five masterpiece um it's still uh which actually just to be clear, probably we're going to end up talking a lot about the, here's the stuff that I didn't like, here's the stuff that Alex really likes. just because yeah. that's a distinguishing factor that makes the conversation more interesting. Blanket all of that with, I think it's really fucking good and it's very impressive. Um, and we're talking about within that realm. Um, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's, it's interesting, but I think I pulled on similar things that you did. It just, in cont- combination with the context I was in, might have led me towards more of a, okay... Yes, I feel comfortable with my narrative of inside being one of. I
1: deeply respect it, even if I don't love it. Sure, I get that. Yeah, I, I definitely think as an artist currently trying to do art, and like it's it's as as we said before, intimidating and inspiring at the same time. And uh, yeah,
0: yeah, and it is something that like again to the point of it being a towering achievement. The dude fucking did it and made a thing and and yeah. and with a relatively singular and I think fairly clear focus that is is impressive. Yeah. Side conversation. Um in rewatching the so I would say inside is my favorite of of any of the specials that Bo's done. Um uh, I'm guessing that would probably be the same for you. Absolutely Other than inside though, um, where where do you place the various different ones? Because I was a little bit surprised at where
1: some of them landed for me. Um, honestly, they blend together a lot is an issue I have. And so there's what, there's what, and then there's make happy.
0: Yeah. What make happy. And then there's words, words, words is the oldest one, which I had trouble finding. I had to download it illegally to to actually get it. Yeah.
1: I forgot about that one. I did not watch that one.
0: Spoiler. Uh, It's very, it's very junior. And, and that was the one that I had the most like, oh. Both I and Bo Burnham have, I think, outgrown this. It's also the one that is the most just like, oh, it's just a filmed comedy special because yeah, he's nineteen and whatever and, and is not, I think, as involved in it as a piece of
1: filmmaking the way the other two are. Yeah. Dang it, you did come out more prepared than I did. Ugh. Hell yeah, Doc. Let's go. Beat me. I only watched. Um, I
0: only I only watched Inside twice though, so I think we're fair maybe enough. we, maybe fair we enough. tie on that.
1: <laughs> yeah interesting so there's there's what and there's make happy i'm trying to like remember them and it's they're they're all they kind of blend together yeah too much for me make happy there was a bit of like you could see a bit of inside in it of like the high-minded conceptuality and trying to like reach for these grandiose things that i don't know if it quite got there versus in what it felt like simpler and like there was there was like a great ending bit to it you know that was still great this grandiose thing but it worked better than it did in make happy yeah um,
0: i think that's kind of my similar take on it that
1: he thought too yeah. much of himself in make happy
0: you know i, I think so and I, I do think it's like I, i'm looking at i didn't take notes for inside weirdly but i did take notes for the other ones but looking at my notes at least for like what versus make happy yeah make happy is the one where it's like oh there's actual filmmaking happening here and like you are trying to make this into a movie even more so than what. And I do think he his persona loosened up a lot, whereas like what is really that old school Bo Burnham fuck you persona all the way through. And any time that he's deviating it from it, it's because he's going to make a point that he's going to make fun of you for ten seconds yeah. later because you believed in in him loosening. Whereas yeah. Make Happy I think it did feel more like, all right, we're getting towards even if it's still a persona, the persona feels looser and more natural. But man, what, I think what kind of is like, this is, to me, that was the one that I, I liked more um, of the of the other specials, in that it kind of felt like this is the platonic ideal of this pre-inside kind of boburnum. Burnham, that's just like... Yeah, it's just kind of following all cylinders. And also, I do think probably my favorite comedy bit of his is the intro of What, which is the whole like Welcome to the Show song um, that's like seven yeah. minutes long and made of like 17 different bits. Specifically, specifically, the stupid fucking lizard bit that he does where he does a like Broadway song pretending to be Godzilla. It's great. Yes. I love it. It's hard to be a
1: lizard.
0: I I love silly committing to the bit oh yeah. so much and uh you know that uh, which actually there is a lot of that in inside especially a lot in the first half
1: um, oh yeah which, for sure which, uh yeah
0: yeah what do you think about some of the specific songs Ooh, what did i think about some of the specific songs oh one i think my favorite bit of the show um the intern song with the like Reaction video inceptioning of Bo uh, watching his own reactions and going on. It's like as soon as it made that first turn, I was like, "Oh, I see where this is going to go," and it yes. did go there. But it was just like perfect, it, 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 yes. perfect execution it of that kind of thing. And I also just love how much he looks like a Muppet when he does the little like wada 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 thing at the end. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just could not get out of my head. It's like, oh, he looks like an actual Muppet doing that movement. It's great.
1: Uh, I, it was a very, like, I feel like it was a very millennial bit. Like, that is the most, being self-critical, and there is, uh, it was felt very beau, too, of just just very, like, oh, I think I can levy this criticism against myself. That makes me less of a douchebag, but it doesn't. Uh, self-awareness does not absolve you from uh, being an asshole. Ooh, it actually also ties into an interesting theme of
0: the, or theme that gets explored through, is how much he is explicitly commenting on versions of internet interactions and doing them bo- through his filmmaking actually because there's the sexting song, there's the FaceTime song, there's the white woman's Instagram song, there's the um reaction yeah. video song, there's the video game live streaming. Yeah, there's like s- seven. I'm oh wow, I'm only now realizing there's so many songs that are specifically about how do you talk to people on the internet or how do you communicate on yeah. the internet.
1: They're all this this is a very modern like It's it's, it's a critique of society and it's, uh, it's, he's got a lot of like great points in here that are, you know, put into funny songs. Yeah. And I guess it totally
0: makes sense in the context of, he never talks about the pandemic or explicitly about the pandemic, but it's a, hey, you're stuck in your house. And that's a key aspect of the modern pandemic is that your, your communication is mediated through digital for-profit enterprises.
1: Yeah. And the song, oh, Look Who's Inside Again, which is so, like, it's like you found a reason to hide again. You found a reason to run from the world, which is so self-centered while also, like, the pandemic is what is forcing him to be inside again. But he's also talking about when he was a child and, like, a fucking dork and no one liked him. And all he did was sit in his room and make these songs, these silly songs. And it was a very sad, like, childhood moment. It's weird, now that you
0: say that out loud, I never, I didn't connect to that song really at all, um, other than, good song, I liked it, fine, whatever. Um, Weird that I didn't connect to that song at all, given, like, we talked about this as a key theme in the last, like, two pandemic episodes is mine, like, is the pandemic just an excuse for me to spend my time inside because that's the thing that I'm comfortable with? And I'm only just now realizing he has a song where he talks about that explicitly and it just totally brushed past me.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: Maybe, Maybe I need to rewatch it again and yet. do a little bit more soul searching of uh, not yeah, watching man. it as an exercise to critique and watching it as like, okay, how is Bo Burnham implicating me specifically?
1: Exactly. The amount of this is about you feel on yourself. Like that's what you got to look at it as. Whew. Welcome to the Internet 2 was so just, oh, such a good, well-done song. is so purposely perp- perfectly descriptive of the Internet, of the tone, of the circus themes, of the, like, the laughter of, like, a, ha, 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 we've yeah. got you now, sonny boy.
0: Welcome to the Internet is, it, interestingly, the one that, like, compositionally feels the most, like it could have totally fit on any other Bo Burnham album, um, or Bo Burnham show, but benefits so much in relatively simple, literally just in terms of edit, but like benefits so much from being filmed, um, that you, you, yeah, you would not get that same experience, especially you wouldn't get the same dark, oppressive, like horror movie, slowly growing horror movie experience, if you're watching it live or if you're watching a filmed version of a live performance that you do
1: in the um, way that That it's filmed for inside yeah that that was like right so i'm looking at the song list right now because i'm horrible with names um and i'm looking at the order of the special now you know that one is right after all time low and like that is the descent from like the beginning of of this of the second half is like i'm depressed and then it goes into like i'm mentally unstable now because of how depressed I am. And like, he starts, this is where it starts to go a bit off the rails and it starts to have, like, there was a moment of, um, oh, what's that movie with Martin Sheen? And, uh, Martin Sheen is like the main good guy going out into the woods of Vietnam. Heart of darkness.
0: Oh, uh, apocalypse
1: now apocalypse. Now there's a scene where Marlon Brando is like coming out of darkness. You see him for the first time. And there was this one moment in 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 Inside, in the second half. And like the last quarter, basically, that was just reminded me weirdly, vividly of it. And it was like, this is unnerving. Oh, all eyes on me. I felt, I, I think I stood up when, yeah. like, I was like, okay, I'll stand up. I felt a little silly. And then I sat back down. But I was like, I was fucking into it when he was telling me, like, get the fuck up like get the fuck up no you and then he like picks you up i'm like i first off want to see this in vr now and see what that's like but um, uh, which i do want to lead into that right into sorry go ahead
0: oh i was just gonna say on that one so fucking stupid but also that rules i love that for you absolutely
1: absolutely it was that's how much i felt it the first time i saw it like yeah
0: on the subject of all eyes on me though um you know, I do a thing where every year, as I get obsessed with different songs I listen to, I add them to a playlist. Um, All Eyes on Me is a just straight up good pop song. Like yeah. Bo Burnham just made a great pop song to the degree of like, I would love to see a genuinely earnest or as earnest as he could possibly make it pop album for Bo Burnham. And also his production is so Like he made genuinely good synth pop for the entirety of the show in a bunch of amazing styles, and and like that that was actually the one thing that did really stand out to me. The first watch through was, oh, Bo Burnham is just a good music producer now, like full stop.
1: Absolutely, that was uh, for I watched so I watched Facetime with my mom, or I watched the whole thing with Nat and his his fiance for a bit, um, and uh, Facetime with my mom tonight. He was like, this could just be a Drake song, like yeah, absolutely, absolutely, straight up i want to see I, well, I wonder how much stuff he's like produced that like i don't know about you know if yeah. anything.
0: I, I was talking with a friend when i was when i was re-watching it and we were getting off into a conversation around like one we would love to have him produce other artists like can he be the new jack antonoff and go and just produce for a whole bunch of people and then also getting off into a conversation of huh which different pop stars would be the most fun to cover different uh, inside songs Uh, and then went off on a whole tear about like, Oh man, Phoebe Bridgers covered all eyes on me. Holy shit. That'd
1: be the end. That'd be the end game right there. I want so many of these songs to be covered by other people now because it's so good. And like, they're just, uh, yeah.
0: And actually I will say I only watched inside twice, but over the last couple of days I have. I started listening to the album mostly as a, okay, this is a good way to remind myself different songs and not have to go through the whole thing of what we have to, that sounds bad, Um, but not have to, I can do it atomized and just listen to individual songs when I want to think about them. And then I found like, I'm actually just listening to the album while I go around and do other stuff like it, especially if you aren't paying too much attention to the lyrics, it totally just blends into the background of like, okay, it's a good synth pop song that every once in a while you pay attention and you're like, did he just say that you should uh, fuck their wives and drink their blood? Okay,
1: fine. Yeah, God, um, it's, it's, this feels like it's going to influence art. Oh, how big I think this
0: is. 100%. um, Both hope, well, it'll influence art in terms of hopefully in really good ways. Also, there's going to be a lot of people making shitty inside knockoffs now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Which is going to fucking suck, but oh, well, oh, well. Just the lighting alone. I'm so excited for that to exist out in the world. Like, I love the lighting of the show was so good and so like simple, but like distinct. You know, which is because all that he could do probably is like, yeah. if he's the only one who has to control all these things, then on the subject of the lighting,
0: how was the experience of seeing this in a theater on the big screen I... in like full sensory overload?
1: Yeah, it was. I have two, two minds about it. Um, first off, I wasn't alone. I mean i was I did go by myself, but there were other people in the theater um there was yeah. one person in the audience who was like laughing too much a bit, and that was a little bit frustrating and there were also times when like i had when I had watched it on my screen of like I had like felt a lot of emotion or cried where people were like laughing, and it was like this is not like okay, he's talking about how he's so fucking depressed and sad right now. this isn't a funny joke he's making like
0: Ooh, that is so wild that like, yeah, that by watching it in a communal experience, that is, or, or that a key part of inside is the. If you watch it alone, which probably a lot of people did, knowing Bo Burnham's audience, um, that the key part of the reaction is that it's you as one person watching a thing made by and featuring one person. And then that reaction between the two of you is as much a part of the piece as anything else. Therefore, if you're now in an experience where you're seeing everybody else's reactions and how they certainly won't be yours because people are people – can yeah i hadn't thought about how that would change there's
1: there's that part uh other part of like it was fantastic to see it on a big screen and like all eyes on me for example was fucking amazing like uh i i couldn't yeah. hear other people during that song which was exactly what i needed and uh it was it was who that was ent- i, I want to go and rent out a theater for myself and watch it like maybe oh, yeah. one or two other people at most it was so it was it was I'm glad I experienced it in the theater. I think it's better alone on your fucking laptop computer. Like, yeah, um, because it's so, fr- it's weird because it's the, con- the the production value of it and the quality of it makes me want to see it on the big screen, but I also want to see it alone.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I, I could, that totally makes sense to me.
0: Um, yeah. The, or it totally makes sense. Both the alone part of things. I think that super stands out. Um, but also the in counterpoint to the thing that people always talk about when they're talking like death of cinema and blah, blah, blah of like the, oh, Martin Scorsese makes his movies to be seen on a big screen and makes them to be projected in this certain way and, and stuff like that, which I, I sound snarky when I say that, but like, I think is true versus, or he seems like the kind of person who would tailor the experience to be something that works on the kinds of devices you watch Netflix on. Um, yeah. In a way that
1: wouldn't be the case for traditional
0: theater-focused movies.
1: There was also a lot of playing with with the size of the screen and like, oh yeah, songs. Like for example, White Woman's Instagram. That. There was the scene when he gets like very real and he starts to be like posting a picture of your mom saying, "I can't believe it's been ten years, and I've I've got a boyfriend who I really love now." have a dog please say hi to dad for me that was like a very like up until then you you could see him as mocking white women's instagrams um just just mocking and then that was the moment when i was like oh this is kind of he's more just giving a true look at what a white woman's instagram is and like what this stereotype is and like it is a real thing that doesn't mean it's a bad thing necessarily yeah oh
0: so pin in that because I want to talk more about that but so say more about how was that experience if if at all different in a theater than um, or on a big screen than in general um if at all it sounded like you were towards that but maybe not
1: it wasn't too much i would say it was different cuz the literal light in the theater changed you know to so like ah okay. when this like for for that scene by the way what happens is the bla- that it goes from a square like an instagram square uh, to a full screen, to a full, uh, what, 4-3 aspect ratio or something, right? Something like that, yeah. Um, whatever the normal aspect ratio is instead of one-to-one, like a Instagram square post. So that was very intentionally like, this is reality. And like, it was reality before, but like, this is, you know, like her bearing her soul here in a real way. Um, and then it went back to like the first line after it was goat cheese salad, um, which is just a funny phrase, you know? Okay, that
0: makes sense. That makes sense. So, yeah, like signposts it more because you're seeing it on that larger screen. Yeah. We're seeing exactly. these format changes on this larger screen.
1: Yeah, I noticed those a bit more
0: is what is yeah. It's good That to, makes to, sense. To, um yeah, I wanted to, to, to actually jump on that a little bit with we kind of talked about it a little bit before in terms of the Bo's approach to artifice and being, at the very least, more conflicted and more willing to have his artwork Acknowledge that there's positives to artifice, I think in general, this especially in comparison to his earlier stuff, almost everything now that I think about it does have some level of it's this thing, but it's also this other thing, or this is bad, but also there's good in it, or this is good, but also there's bad in it, or I'm thinking you know, um one's Instagram is that point that you talked about, yeah. um how the world works also of like okay this is, you know, Sokka the Sock Puppet is kind of an asshole. And there's definitely yeah. some parts of it that's like, okay, are we supposed to be against him? But also then that turns Bo into the monster that is trying to like torture the Sock Puppet um, because Sock Puppet's being mean. And it is, um, that's, I think, more more an example of maybe a everyone is bad kind of thing, yeah. which is a little bit more in line with the old school Bo. But I do think in general that, you know, there's nothing that's un- There, It feels like this in comparison, there aren't any, you know, every every point has a counterpoint um, in a lot of cases. And there is less of a polemical, this is my stance and my opinion on what is bad about things, which usually was the way that Bo did things before, without having some additional complication at least thrown in, even if maybe net-net, some stuff still is more scathing than others.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Nothing feels ham-fisted. Yeah. Here's my point. Well, I mean, it, it never feels like that, but uh, all of his points feel laden with the entertainment value as well and trying to be yeah. comedic, and it's still a comedy, kind of a comedy special, you know? It's still a funny thing with that. Uh, yeah. How how would you would you yeah. consider because this I feel like this has more drama than comedy in it.
0: Huh. Yeah, because, I mean, it is very much especially in the first half using the language of comedy special um this is actually a thing that a friend and i were talking about Of like is it a one-man show more than it's a comedy special more than it's a movie more than blah 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 um Ooh. i do think uh, i do think the thing that pushed me off of it, actually the thing that pushed me off of it at the beginning was not being able to answer that question satisfactorily of like is this a Comedy special, or in particular, is like, is this a not great comedy special or a really good something else that is maybe marred by the fact it's trying to be a comedy special? On rewatch, that gelled a lot more for me. Of still, I don't know the answer of whether it's a you would consider it a comedy special or not, but I, I definitely the fact that I couldn't place it bothered me the first run through and stopped bothering me second time. Both in that, I think I just became more chill about like okay, fine. This is an, uh, a thing that can't be Did categorized. You... That's fine. But also, I think I talked about it before, the point of seeing the structure more and particularly seeing the structure of the yep. 30th birthday being the turning point um, made it like in my adult structure-obsessed brain, as soon as I had that to hold on to, I was like, oh, it all makes
1: sense and it all works. Got it. Fine. Interesting. I, I hadn't, I hadn't notice the 30 thing until you mentioned it this this time. I mean I guess yes. I don't think it's that cuz I look who's inside again is before 30. Um and like unpaid intern when he's criticizing himself and feeling comfortable and like
0: Yeah, oh yes, no. I I, I I I don't and...
1: think yes. I I would agree with that. I don't I think though that like it definitely gets darker throughout. I I'm unwilling to set like a turning point, I guess. Interesting.
0: Personally. That's fair. That's fair. I I definitely feel it and in particular I feel like some of those ones earlier, they feel, or the difference to me is that it feels like these are stuff that wouldn't have happened on. Well, hmm, I was about to say, the, this is yeah. where this is where we start getting everything in the first half is a thing that I, up until thirty, everything in the first half is something that I could totally see in any other bow special um, working. Um, however, I could also see that being true for some stuff in in action. Really? I mean,
1: I couldn't, I couldn't see. Let look who's inside again working.
0: I I, th- I think I could, but maybe I'm also just forgetting it a little bit <laughs> of what all, uh, of how all
1: I don't know. I'm getting nitpicky now. No, it's you
0: know? totally fine. Totally... But I was also going to say that, like, we, I literally said it before. Welcome to the Internet could be in any other one. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, the Bezos ones, even the second Bezos, fine. Um, all
1: Eyes on Me as well. Like,
0: Yeah, All Eyes on Me is the interesting one in that the reason why I think it couldn't, it, it totally aesthetically well, it, it just, fits yeah. really cleanly, especially with the, like, I don't think I can with handle this can't. right now um but at the same time it's like there aren't enough jokes which is what makes it a great song but that also makes it like that that is the part that would stand out to me if i was sure it would well, if it were in the similar well the thing is one.
1: it's it's the final bit of the show it's the climax yeah, um yeah and so it fits where the climax would fit another one so like very exactly. much the anime happy with the kanye thing and yep. uh
0: And I think that actually shows the difference between inside versus make happy that like, there aren't really jokes in all eyes on me. The only joke in all eyes on me is the, and then a funny thing happened. And then he does canned laughter, um, uh, which wouldn't work in other special or it wouldn't be done.
1: Right. The concept of it being like this pop, like praise him and pray for me. And like, I'm the set of attention and I'm the rock star who is telling, talking to you guys, you know, I guess, um, I guess. Yes. Also, I'm trying to figure out what are the lines of the song? That's like global warming. Get in, get inside or something. Uh,
0: the ocean's rising.
1: What do you you say like say the ocean's rising. rising like I, I
0: give is. a shit. You say the whole word's ending. Yeah. Baby, you already did. You're not yeah. going to slow it. Heaven. how's he try? Got it. Good. No get inside. Yeah.
1: That's not, yes, not a joke. Right. No, you're right. There's no jokes in there.
0: <laughs> but I will say, um, again, I'm I I was trying to talk myself into my original take of I still think that there is a big style to me it to me there feels like a big stylistic difference between pre-30 post-30, and also to me, even if that's not true, that's the thing that made me click sure. and like the special Absolutely. more, so I'm gonna believe it no matter what. Um but however, I don't think um I, like I said, I, I don't think it's it's certainly not as clean as what i originally thought w- without thinking which was like okay this is the the old bow this is the new bow
1: no it's a lot messier than that yeah i i, I can get on board with that for sure it's fucking amazing the whole thing's amazing that i've said 50 times
0: one interesting thing um that totally is by happenstance um and but i'm so happy that it did happen this way is I randomly saw on on Letterboxd, which is the only good social network um, that someone posted, someone that I follow posted about watching this movie that I'd never heard of called Pretend That You Love Me by a guy named Joel Haver, who is a YouTuber and makes a whole bunch of short films, but he also makes DIY feature films as well. He's made like six of them or whatever and Pretend That You Love Me. And then he releases them on YouTube for free. Pretend that you love me is one that he made, started making in 2019, finished in like the beginning of the pandemic, and then released, I think, like June of last year. But it's a full length feature film that he made by himself that I think it's mostly improvised, but it also sort of blends like documentary stuff, but also improvised scenes with other actors and stuff like that. And I totally didn't clock this when I I watched it like whatever, Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. Um and then my friend Samai noticed that I watched it and was and on Letterboxd and then also watched it like later that same night because it's free. It's on YouTube. Why not? Um and then she was because we've been talking about Inside before and responded to me and was like, this is a really good companion piece to Inside in a way that I totally hadn't thought about. In particular, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but like they're both DIY self made movies. They're both movies that at least were made partially during a pandemic. They're both really, really focused on loneliness and connection and how health and mental health influences that. But the interesting difference between the two, and something that I think helped make inside crystallize a little bit more for me in that I could compare between the two, um, is that one is Pretend That You Love Me is a self made DIY movie about connection and loneliness, but really focuses on like, love and interpersonal relationships and has other actors and is filmed outside and things like that and doesn't really ever talk about the internet and technology as a mediating force. Like, that's just not a thing that movie's interested in, which made it stand out more in Inside of like, oh, this is a thing that Bo's really focused on. Yeah. Um, and also the t- comparison points between the two of um, Pretend That You Love Me is a run-and-gun, shaggy, mostly improvised Really, really well made movie. I strongly recommend it to anyone to watch it, not least because it's free, it's 90 minutes, and you will not see anything else like it, probably. Sure. Um, But, you know, it's shaggy, it's improvised, it's filmed outside, stuff like that. Whereas inside is like everything we've talked about. Every single part of it is constructed down to the minute, even if stuff is included that's unintentional. It's like very intentionally included and edited sure. within a second of its life. So little plug to say, huh, I happened to watch what I think was a very good uh, companion piece to Inside in Pretend That You Love Me by Joel Haver, which you can find on YouTube, and uh, also to call out that, how did I not notice that, given that they're so, so, so similar uh, until somebody texted me and was like, I think this makes a good companion piece to Inside. You should talk about it on the podcast. So here we are.
1: Right now which i also just googled Letterbox, and i need to start using that
0: hell yeah hell yeah uh,
1: it's it's um, the good
0: shit it's the good shit i will also say there's one other part that is a total spoiler that i don't want to talk about and pretend that you love me or sure. one other thing that is also really interesting specifically around how they are both movies about making movies to some degree but that is all i will say
1: okay so uh you had said something uh there were things that you hadn't liked in the show uh what were they interesting yeah i mean i
0: think definitely a lot of them are ones that we talked about before that sort of got better on second rewatch particularly around like not being able to fully wrap my head around what it was and, and how it was working um that i think that got a little better the more i think about it now i think this is less of a thing that has discrete things that i don't like and more of a thing where. I like it, but the sum total just didn't get me to the place where I think it got you. Um, but in terms of some of the more discrete stuff, I still think there are parts of Act One that drag of it for me. I wouldn't hate white women's Instagram being shorter. I wouldn't hate like sure. problematic being a little shorter. I think it 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 even though the the structure clicks more for me now, it is still a little bit on even on rewatch of like okay, I'm watching this to get through to the good part. Also, I will say, stuff like White Woman's Instagram is the kind similar to the kinds of Bo Burnham songs that I don't love as much, which are the ones that. I think this does a better job of getting there, but like on the surface are more him critiquing a thing that he is seeing outside of himself versus um, there,
1: I see that. versus
0: the stuff that is more self-critical, um, which is something that is definitely true on like, what? I don't really like repeat stuff. I don't – it just never really does much for me. I don't really like the country song. It doesn't really do much for me. Um, yeah. Generally, when he's doing a pure this thing that exists in the world is bad. That's the stuff that I tend to bounce off of a little bit more. White Woman's Instagram, I think to all the stuff we were talking about before, takes it in a more interesting direction once you get all the way through it. Um, but you know, that's the kind of stuff that's just like, eh, it's not my favorite bow, especially in comparison to the bow of later. I think one thing that is actually unfortunate that I watched Pretend That You Love Me is that I do, I get that it's it's not a flaw in Inside, because it's clearly the point and the intention of it. But like there is something really magical in pretend the eleven in particular about exploring loneliness through your interactions with other people, specifically other physical actors that you're sharing a screen with and how you can like be lonely with other people. Um, which again, not a flaw of inside. It's just a thing that yeah. I noticed in comparison of, oh, I vibe with this approach a little bit more, but that approach is clearly like not
1: the point capital N T P of Inside. I totally agree. Like I for those sort of songs, I like, I like hearing them once, maybe twice, and like appreciating. Like, see, the thing with White Woman's Instagram specifically is, I appreciate how much he captured the feeling of of that. You know, Um, 100 percent. Sometimes was a bit too mocking, but for the most part, was just a honest like look at that you know but overall and like outside of that like the the almost critiquing nature of that which it was uh, it was like this weird balance right of like i don't know um yeah definitely not one of my more favorite songs i enjoy it but like yeah i I can see people bouncing off that problematic i i also feel similarly. i think as you do it was just so funny with the water bottle in the belly button Mm -hmm just
0: that's true yeah and, and that was something that i actually didn't so notice the f- funny i did not notice that the first time through and did the second oh my god uh, and and yeah i i the song i still think went on longer than i wanted to but i appreciated that like oh he's doing like incredibly silly stupid shit in the yeah uh, in uh, like the filming of this that i i just totally glossed over the first time
1: also like i even the thing these are songs that aren't my favorite that i still appreciate a lot especially problematic because he is clearly a lot more in shape in that song than Ooh. in other parts of the show. Yeah, and, yeah. like, that's that, that is for me, again, the intimidating and aspiring thing as an artist. Why I really enjoy Problematic is because it is, he, you, he, that, that's, that's something that I've struggled with is uh, the physicality of what it means to be an actor. And, like, I need to work out more because then I have more energy and also I'll look better for my acting shit and like that's just unequivocally a thing that I should probably do you know Um, it's also healthier for me that's important too you know and to see him do that for this piece and maybe he wasn't like that much more in shape maybe he just worked out for like in the moments right before to define his muscles but even that is still like a cool concept you know I feel like
0: I need to rewatch it but yes (laughs) well to, to, to say this point as well Um, I feel like I need to rewatch it because I just cannot still fully wrap my head around. I don't know if I love the ending or I don't know if the ending gives me what I want. I, however, am not, I'm also not sure if it is giving me what I, what Bo wants is, I feel like the ending is giving me what Bo wants the ending to be. And I don't know if that is the ending that I want to get. And I don't know if, or my, my suspicion is therefore that is the point.
1: I love the ending moment. Of it, yeah, of uh, like not even him watching him banging trying to get back inside. Um, oh, but even that, like as I think about it, like so, so the the ending to describe it for people who have watched it already, but to remind you, is uh, he finally goes outside in like white clothing, pretending to be an angel, basically, is I think the metaphor that is trying to be aimed for, possibly, and then a spotlight goes on him and people start laughing at him like in a laugh track and he tries to go back inside and he can't and he's like begging, desperately to get back inside. And then it turns into, if you're watching the same thing, except it's over a projector um, where Bo is watching himself do this um, as he's like reviewing this, which is what he's been doing throughout the entire show. And I love the concept of what we were talking about earlier of like, this is the performative versus real and like watching him edit his work which in it of itself is performative and that, that perfect little smile he had at the end where it's done and he is like, he has completed his special and he smiles. And like, ah, uh, it's, I, I I identify so much with that feeling mm. of having done and finished a show. Um, okay. Nice. Yeah. That smile for me, it was just, it's just like, you're not depressed. Great. You're, finishing this thing made you smile and like that's mm-hmm. that's all i needed from you bo i needed you to smile because of the work you've done
0: all right yeah i can dig it i can dig it i can dig it again i think i need to rewatch it or particularly sure. rewatch the ending again to let it gel a little bit more um but but yeah
1: what that makes sense what besides that through the ending did you not enjoy it?
0: i don't know i think it's, it is just a like it feels to me like it 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 ends it. and then i'm like all right okay it's done which is i don't love that I feel like something this towering should leave me with a little more than a, okay, it's done. And I don't yeah. necessarily know why give, it, it even gives me that. Um, Cause even hearing you just hearing you describe the ending is more affecting to me than the actual ending, which is
1: interesting. Hard.
0: And I wonder how much of that is that I just like need to rewatch it or rewatch it in a different frame.
1: That's fast. Cause I, I think it has to do with the fact that you like bounced off of it a little bit the first time you saw it through. And like, for me, Quite of, possibly. Yeah. Of, you know all eyes on me actually like making me feel stuff and like everything making me feel stuff and not be analytical and thinking about it and that moment at the end i just it was just this like for me it felt like the cherry on top like yeah i'm glad you're happy man like especially since his last play was called make happy and it was it started off with him in like clown face then he's gonna go on stage because he's a clown, because it's a metaphor for him being a performer. Which is it was a little bit heavy-handed, frankly. And apparently but also,
0: this room right. is the room that he goes into at the end of Make Happy. Yeah. Well, this is his like
1: childhood like guest bedroom. Yeah. That he's had forever. Um, that it's at the beginning of what, actually. Uh oh yeah. Yeah. He's huh. had this room for years. Or like his family's had this room for years. And just that, just having that like. I, I think a lot of this show is very uh, self-centered and not necessarily a bad way, but like you, it, you appreciate it more if you've watched more of both stuff. Yes. Did I you watch Make Happy and what before or after you saw Inside the first time?
0: Uh, after the, well, I mean, I had seen them years ago, but no, I, I I saw Inside, whatever, two months ago when it came out, gotcha. rewatched. In order, words, 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 what make happy, then rewatched inside this week.
1: Interesting. I think being a fanboy for Bo really helped this play. It's I could
0: see great. that. Yeah. I, I, I could, Yeah, I could totally see that. And to that similar point of if I was already in a vibe of, hmm, have I outgrown Bo Burnham? Is probably yeah, the wrong absolutely, yeah. phrase. Or, or, versus, it, like, it, it's the wrong phase yeah. to watch Vers- this. And, or this could either be the thing then that like totally turns you around if you're in that mode, or it could be the thing that, um, I mean, if I was more in the No, I've Outgrown Bone Burnham, then maybe I would like it even less than, than I did. Um, I think, again, at the end of the day, towering achievement, and I did really like it, and I have watched it twice and would certainly have no qualms watching it again, and probably yeah. will at some point. Um, at the same time, I think, yeah, in in for all that you were talking about, like this is a central text for you going forward, which I think is cool and makes sense. For me, I think it is in the sense of it's unique and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff that copies it. So I think it'll be a reference point, but I don't yeah. think it'll be a foundational text for me in the way other yeah, movies this, that I have watched this recently. Is,
1: for me, it's going to be like Alex Wade specific, you know, like yeah, yeah. a lot of different ways I'm feeling about my life.
0: Yeah. But that makes sense and that's fair. And also I made you watch a bunch of Buffy uh, because I felt that way about Buffy <laughs> when I watched okay, seven, yeah. uh, seven seasons of it. So
1: I mean, I should have... I I, enjoy, I I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. I keep It's so much,
0: man. It's a lot it's a lot and it's a lot of uh <laughs> Oh god, I this was 8 months ago or whatever when I was out recently out of the throes of of Buffy dumb um and I'd put, had it somewhere in my uh, some of like what should I do after binge watching seven seasons of Buffy um in 2 months on my Bumble profile or whatever. Um, and then did get someone responding. It's like, oh, I've been meaning to watch Buffy. What do you think? What should I do it? And then the novel that I responded back in terms of like, well, the first season's not great, but you can skip most of it, but then it really starts to get good in season two, but then it gets bad after that, blah, blah, blah. And then no response from that ever. So, um, uh, no, fair. fair. <laughs> Another way of saying, uh, it is difficult to recommend Buffy the Vampire Slayer without reservations.
1: Fair enough. Any uh, oh, any brilliant. final thoughts on the special?
0: Uh, any other final thoughts on the special? Um, one other tiny little thing that I noticed on rewatch that I thought was cool is the closest thing to an antagonist or the way that the camera itself is filmed in various moments is very interesting and menacing and did sort of make yeah. me think, especially through that lens of, oh, this is Bo being so much less confrontational towards the audience. Um, yeah. That is some of that also that he is in his filmmaking choices placing the camera as role of antagonist in a world where in his other specials he was placing the audience's roles in, that, in the role of antagonist. Maybe, maybe not. It also looked a lot like 2001 in some of the times when they were doing the like slow zoom in into the camera. Uh, and yeah. I thought that was neat.
1: The camera itself. Well, that, I think that was the tagline. Not the tagline. That was like in a lot of the promotional work was just the camera.
0: Oh, interesting. I don't think I noticed that. Uh, yeah, any other thoughts? on your side of inside?
1: There are a lot of really cool things. If you pause and you could read the stuff, that was great.
0: Ooh, yes, that is true. I I do get the sense and notice that like, yeah, there is, everything is chock full of a whole bunch of jokes. I'm sure 90% of them completely passed me by. Um, Yeah, which I,
1: I used to bounce off of that, but I I enjoy it because it's like, you can, you can watch it. You can not watch it. It's your choice. You can pause it if you want, you can keep going. It's when yeah. if it detracts
0: from your experience as a less casual person, then I bristle exactly. on that. Or yeah. if it detra- or <laughs> if it detracts from your experience as a less casual person, okay. then either you as the filmmaker need to be okay with that experience being bad, and that's the point, or then you miscalculated, and you need to um, make it so that it doesn't detract.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And knowing Bo Burnham, there is part of me that'd be like, hmm, I could see him being the kind of person who is. Or old Bo Burnham, I guess. I could see being the kind of person who is more okay with, oh, they didn't see it? Well, fuck them. They're missing out on something great. Uh, In a way that I don't necessarily think that new Bo Burnham would.
1: Yeah. He's he's settled down in a good way, I think. I'm excited to see what he does after this. Me
0: too. I really want him to do more earnest stuff. Like, I would love just a straight-ahead Bo Burnham musical, straight-ahead Bo Burnham pop song. Um, Eighth Grade is still a comedy, but it's a lot more earnest. I need Um, to see it
1: still. Like... Have you, have you never seen it? No, I was going to watch it before this and then I didn't have time to.
0: Yeah. I I haven't seen it since whatever, 20, 2018. I wanted to rewatch it and never got around to it um, for this week, but uh, yeah, it's, it is definitely very good, um, really good movie. And uh, it's, it is definitely one that I think does hit that sweet spot of if you are not super familiar with Bo Burnham, you would not think this is a Bo Burnham movie. Um, yeah. But if you are, there is enough of his obsessions and worldview and, um, approach that uh, I think seep out or are, are visible in the product in a way that is not distracting or discong- er, incongruous. In yeah, sure. But yeah, I recommend that. I recommend Pretend That You Love Me. I recommend Inside if you've listened to this all the way through and have not seen Inside. Uh, you probably should because I think it'll end up being shorter to watch Inside than listen to this episode, depending on how much probably, I like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? I don't think so. I think that's about it.
0: Nice, nice. If you are living inside of your guest house during the middle of a pandemic, uh, one option is make a wildly technically proficient, maybe special, maybe movie. Who knows? Um, who can say? Uh, the other option, though, is nah, don't do any of that hard work. That sucks. You can say just listen to the A Dub Club a lot wherever fine podcasts are found, whether that is a Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. You can also find us at our website, which is the adub.club. That's T-H-E-A-D-U-B dot C-L-U-B. There you can find our topics guide, where there is all the different things that we talk about in a big handy little list. If you click on a thing that interests you, you will find all the episodes where we talk about that thing. Um, You can also find our starter guide, which are some episodes that we think are particularly good if this is your first one listening to, and you don't want to listen to 30 of our episodes, but you maybe would be down to listen to like four. Starter guide, perfect for you. Um, you can, of course, get in touch with us um, because, like Bo Burnham talks about, the, the communication over the internet via for profit corporations is great and there's no problems with it. So you can tweet at us at the AW Club, that's at T H E A W C L U B on Twitter. Uh, you could also email us at the at gmail.com, that's T H E A W C L U B at gmail.com. I believe that is it. At that, AW out. Out the Jeffrey
1: Bezos songs. Yes, which were so. Oh, sorry, my cat tried to kill me.
0: Um, but we got on mic this time.